And now, the world famous Lunatic Radio Show. Friday night! It is the LR Friday Night Radio Program. That is the Lunatic Radio Friday Night Radio Program. I don't know why we say the days of the show, but we're on the podcast and all that stuff. I don't know, my microphone's all screwed up and all leaning down. I'm Kieran, that's TJ the Mayor over there in the um, beautiful city of Detroit. What up, though? Eminem says Detroit versus everybody, and I believe him. That is a fact. Word up. Big facts. Uh, a lot to do on today's radio program. Not really, like I said, at the top of the show to get people interested. We are not your standard podcast. We are broadcasting live, and we've been around forever, so fuck off. <laughs> if you don't like it. There's, there's, a, there's 8 million other podcasts you can listen to. That's me, like, just... Cutting the explanation down to fuck off because I'm tired. I feel like explaining. But, uh, yeah, a lot to do. Word up. I want to send congratulations out to uh, our Wednesday night co-host, Chris Italia, who opened up the new stand comedy club and restaurant there in Union Square, Manhattan, New York City. This past Tuesday, he had 500 customers in and out the door he had a headlining roster of comedians playing from Big J Ogerson, Dan Soder uh, God you countless comedians playing that night I had a buddy on location that night ben, Benjamin Sparks uh, texting me from uh, the stand as the party was happening he's like it's celeb central down here so the opening for the new stand in Union Square in New York City apparently went off like a uh, gangbusters. And Chris, obviously, when he's been here hosting the Wednesday show with me, has been complaining about how the club's been a money pit. And I am thoroughly happy for Chris that the grand opening on Tuesday night in Manhattan, this past Tuesday, went, went great. Went great, and was it was uh, it was written up in the papers. They have a um, the stand now has a four star chef from uh, that I've seen that that they hired from uh, Per Se, which is another shishi restaurant in New York City. He is making all the food at the stand, so not only do you get top notch headlining comedy at the stand from two separate stages. You get live podcasts from uh, podcasts like the Legions of Skanks and uh, you know others like it. Um, you get comedians on two different stages, headliners. You get gourmet meals from a from a from a top notch chef. You don't just get burgers and fries and hot wings. You Man, I seen there. I seen them fried chicken wings. Them whole chicken wings. Yeah, bro. They was on point for real. And be honest, I was, I was. You know what else is them fucking them? And I hate Nutella, but the Nutella pancakes, 
Nutella pancake. Have you man? Uh, he's I got have, some shit gotta, on that gotta, menu, bro. I gotta look at. I haven't looked at the menu. I saw that oh, they. Wow, yeah, it's I dope. saw that they just today. I guess opened up the rest, restaurant portion of the stand. So if you went there today, you would get your. You can order whatever you want off the menu. It's going to be cooked to the nines, and you're going to enjoy your meal and possibly, you know. But I was I was looking on Tuesday. Uh, Twitter was like a buzz, and Instagram was a buzz. If you follow the stand NYC um, and, and other and comedians, they're all they're all just tweeting about how great the place is and how awesome it looks and how the lighting is perfect for the comedians when they're on stage. How the sound is perfect. How the seating is perfect. How the, how everything is set up is 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 perfect. Chris and his brother Paul did a, an amazing job. They've learned from what they. You know, had to deal with with the first club, even though the first club was phenomenal, um, and they fixed it. They fixed the problems. Like Ari Shafir, for example, was on Sirius XM this week on the bonfire, talking about how the stand, Chris's club, that Chris hosts our Wednesday show, uh, fixed the glitches that were you know had they had on, the, on in the first um, uh, establishment. So apparently, the club is they they killed it. And I knew he would. I knew Chris would. And you always say this, TJ. Chris is fucking humble as shit. And he is. He's humble as hell. But he fucking and he killed. I knew he was going to kill it. He is. He is with, humble. But 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 at the same time, I love Chris because he's a perfectionist. Yeah. Yeah. And just I knew just it. the interactions that we have, especially when we're in the studio together, and just when we talk off the camera. Mm. You know what I mean? Like all the little stuff. I mean, even when we went to go get coffee one day. You know what I'm saying? It was like. Right, like he's a he knows what he wants, and that's what the fuck he he's he's trying to get. Right. He doesn't bullshit. He doesn't try to play nice. You know what I mean? Even though he's a nice guy, he's just straight to it. I, that's why I respect about him. That's why I know his club's got to be amazing. Yeah, because the 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 perfection. The, I don't even know what the word to say. Perfectionism. I don't know. Yeah, but the guy's on point with the yeah. shit. He looks at all the little small details. He he truly is. It looks amazing, man. Big big shout out to him. I see. You know, I like the um. The little promo thing they did with all the comedians with the, uh, with um oh yeah they the had new- Derek Gaines they had uh, uh what, what was your boy with the Philadelphia rant I'm having a brain fart right oh, now oh yeah Derek Gaines uh, Derek Gaines no 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 from the Philadelphia rant oh uh, Big J Okerson no oh Big J was on there um Bill Burr that's something oh, Bill, Bill Burr, Burr started yeah. it off yeah 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 I mean there was like I don't even know how many comedians fifty maybe and they just kept going through. Uh, with the shout outs or whatever, but man, big up to Chris, man. Big round of applause for Chris and his brother and everybody over there at, uh, at the stand. Uh, give it up to him one time. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. He, he, they, they killed it. Their, their lineup for, uh, the opening night, the grand opening was unreal. Like it's the, it, it was just headliner after headliner. Um, yeah, did you see the? Did you see the lineup? It was like the the poster for the lineup, the online poster. Yeah, I, I'm trying to find it now because I, I I can't exactly remember. I don't I don't remember everybody, but off the top of my head, I remember Derek Gaines, Big J Okerson, Ari uh, Shafir. Yeah, um, Ari Shafir. Judah, what's his name? Judah. Judah Freelander. Like, man, I love Judah Freelander. Man, when his Netflix special was fucking dope. I think it's the most underrated Netflix special that came out last year. The um. They had the, Mark Norman. Oh, Mark Norman was there. Who's who? By the way, Jerry Seinfeld said like two weeks ago, Jerry Seinfeld was some reason on a Met broadcast, like when the Met game was happening, 
And Jerry, uh, the the Brook, the the guy that calls the Met game was like, "Oh, Jerry, what who what comedian, up and coming comedian, do you like?" And he said, "Mark Norman." So that's a see. I didn't Mark even know Norman, about Mark Norman. Mark Norman then. is hilarious. He's he. If you don't know about, him. but all these guys are headliners. Like if these guys travel around country to do like gigs in Chicago or or Vegas or L.A. or they're all headliners. They're the headlining comic that you will see that weekend. Thursday, well, Friday, Saturday, you, Sunday. I'll tell Chris you right had now. had them all on his stage in one night, which is if, great. If, if you want to go see somebody at a at a, a personable venue, like a New York venue, mm. you know what I mean? A 300-seat. Well, I, don't, I don't know how many seats he has, but I'm, it's like a 300-seat room or something like that, 400-seat mm. room. If you want to be in a personable spot like that, one of the best people to see out of that lineup, to me, is Judah Freeland? What, what's his name? Judah. Yo, uh, Judah Freelander. Freelander's awesome. Because his his Netflix special, America is the what is it? America is the what is it, the greatest country in the United States? Yeah. If you guys haven't watched that, go watch that. Because it's the hilarious. way you work a room and work a crowd in a small room, it's all crowd work too. It's like pretty it's much crowd great. work. If you're gonna go to the stand and on opening night, like if nobody else is there except for maybe you know like two of them, yeah. you could take two people out of that whole lineup and it still would have been a great night. Let alone having where they have six, eight people. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was it, they had a lot. Yeah, and they had Karen Feehan there who, who opened. Who's a hot chick? She's a hot chick. He's a DMer. <laughs> I used to DM that girl when I got bombed. But it, yeah, um, you know what's great? It was funny. You just brought up Judah, Judah Freelander. I was on a subway in New York City one time, and I was literally sitting across from Judah Freelander. I've never met the guy. But I know he's play. I know he plays Chris's. Uh, I've seen him play Chris's club. But he wears that garb like when he walks around. <laughs> it's not like a, you know, like the like America's number one hat <laughs> or on the yeah, champ yeah, hat. Yeah. He wears that like that's his life costume. He wears that everywhere. I mean, you can you know you can <laughs> tell when somebody puts on an act when they're on stage yeah. and they have a different them on stage. I have a feeling. I don't know the dude personally, but I just had a feeling the first time I watched him. And I didn't even know it was anybody associated with Chris. But I was like, dude, that's that guy all the time. Yeah. Like, you can just yeah, tell. Yeah. Like, you can't fake his his bits or his, yeah. you know. I mean, look at I this. Look that at this. Great. Like, he has a uh, – Chris has a, uh, a standard thing called – it's a show called Frantic. And the lineup just – like, the amount of people that are going to be – in the show Frantic, like the, is it inc- incredible at the stand? Aaron Berg, Karen Feehan, Janine Garofalo, Mark Norman, Ari Shafir, Sean Patton. Like, if you want to see comics, dude, go to stand. It's unreal what you'll see. Plus, it's New York City. You know? By the way, Chris is not paying us any money. No, he's not. Us any benefits I, I, I actually really to shut him out. This is actually real. I really, real shit, I really, man. I really just want to give him props because he works so hard, and, and I know how much he loves comedy. He's been putting on co- uh, comedy shows for forever, and I should give him all the props in the world because Rock and I did a broadcast from the old stand, like a like a test show, and right in the middle of our broadcast, he's just like, "Oh, Ari Shafir's going to come on." And Ari Shafir just shows up and comes on our show. And never taped, though. We never had that show. Like, we tried to tape it, but the tape got fucked up. So we did have Ari Shafir on our show one time. But, yeah, it's cool. It's, for, for the listeners for, for the listeners that don't listen to us on the regular, if you guys go back, I don't know, maybe about a month ago, and there's a Wednesday night show where Kieran's having a bad week, Chris is having a bad week. It was right before, um, it was right before you did a show uh, – 
to get some uh to get some guacamole for the show, right? Yeah. You guys yeah, had yeah. a fucking shitty Wednesday. We didn't even know if we were gonna do the Friday show. Right. And if you guys go back and just listen to that when Chris tells a story about about the the, the guys working him firing these contractors and yeah. just because, you know, just, yeah, just stand, throwing were, tons of money. There were guys standing tables for like two weeks. For days, yeah. <laughs> Go back to that and then check him out on Instagram uh, and uh, and see how far he's came just mm. in one month of him just biting down and getting it done. I just uh, brought up the menu from the stand. And I, I this is not like a planned thing. I just figured I wanted to shout out Chris. Because the club is amazing, and if you are in the metropolitan New York area and you want to go spend the night in the city, I think the stand is the perfect place for you to go. Because if you, I know, I know, we got some classy people that listen to this program that are from that area, and if you want to eat well and and laugh and have uncensored fucking laughter, you like you're going to hear some shit from comics at the stand that you probably do not want to hear, but it's going to be hilarious because a lot of the comics. Chris is that's the great thing about the comedy that Chris presents at his club. He has motherfuckers that go on there and they are brutally honest. <laughs> brutally honest but funny in the same way. You know what I mean? That that's New York comedy, man. Yeah. Uh blue crab hummus, buttermilk fried chicken wings. That sounds I, my mouth that's is That's what wo- I was telling you about. My mouth is watering. That's what I was talking about. As soon as I seen that picture, I was like, "Oh, yeah, I'm go I'm flying. I'm flying out." Uh, out, get me a chicken wing and, and getting me some laughs. Uh, the Stan Burger Double Patty Signature Sauce Caramelized Onion. <laughs> is this what they... Is, uh, is there cannoli on there? Uh, There's some cannolis on there. It's a wrap. I would imagine like, shut it cannoli. down. Everybody else in New York, shut it the fuck down. It, it's got to have cannolis. They're Italian. That's what I'm saying. It's got to go to Chris's family members back there. It's got to be a fucking cannoli on here. I don't see the dessert. Oh, here's the dessert. Walnut stuffed sticky buns. Ooh, that sounds good. I don't know. I don't know. Of course it does. Of course it does. Do you care? 500 people. He had 500 people on the first night. In and out. My buddy Ben Sparks texting me going, this is Celebrity Central. I was looking at pictures of hot chicks. It was great. They had this big... They had a big ice statue that said the stand on it. People were doing shots off of it. You know what I like too from see, from following him on Instagram mm. and different stuff is he had a post and it was like uh, Ari, Big J, and somebody else standing outside, like right in the oh, front Dan of the stand. Soder. Yeah, and it said it, the post said different location, same old um, out front hangout or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And from from listening to you and Chris and and Rock and all these different people from New York that tell me how cool it is. Like the bro moment with with Bill with the uh, uh, Bill um, Bill Burr, no, uh, he was broing it up outside one night, comedy club uh, from know. Caddyshack. Uh, Caddyshack, I've, yeah, uh, Chevy Chase. What? No, <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like them moments. Oh yeah, you yeah, know what I mean. Yeah. The hangout outside the stand. Like it's yeah. not like these guys are like backstage. You can't. You can't you see them. them. You're not yeah. personable with them. They're outside the stand, hanging out on the street, chilling. Yeah, you know what I mean. And he, after after I see that post, I was like, man, this is dope because it's not like no. I was worried about it being like some people, you know, perceiving that some like bougie. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's some not. upper class shit. No, it's same old stand, same old hangout, same old good vibes. You, you, if you if you, at any given night if you hang out at the stand, or if you don't even hang out, you just stand outside the front door, you're going to be surrounded by comics at some point. <laughs> During the night, having a smoke break, talking shop or whatever. 
uh, you know, he's been a legendary shit. When Chris opened up his first club, the first location, his I went to the grand opening of that, and he had uh, Dane Cook and, and Artie Lang roll in at the same time because they were both doing, you know, a spot. And that place was fucking jammed. Like, you couldn't even, you couldn't fit more people in that place. That's, that's Dane Cook. He sold out the garden yeah. four times in a row. And, and this is back in the day when, you know, Dane was the, Dane was Dane, you know. At, at the height of his stand-up, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, he's definitely, he's put down some classic stand-up. And the people that don't know, like me, I didn't know how how the, the, uh, the culture is in New York for mm. New York comedy. Yeah. You know, the whole pop-up thing where people just pop in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Until yeah. you and Chris kind of explained that to me, I kind of, I mean, it, to, to the listeners out there that don't know the, the culture of how New York is, any given night, a Wednesday, Thursday, whatever night it is, you could just be in there on fucking amateur night and somebody will pop in just to work on material because they got a tour coming up. Yeah. And they're trying to write for, or they're trying to, they're trying to write for a special because they know that they, it's about time for them to get back on tour or something. So they just pop in randomly. I know Chris always tells that story about Kevin Hart. Always yeah. popped in because his Jimmy wife loved Fallon. The food. Jimmy Fallon you know I mean? used to hang Jimmy out. Jimmy Fallon, yeah, like people would just I was, pop up. I was drinking at Chris's bar at the at the first stand with my one of my ex girlfriends, and we're just sitting there. And directly behind me was Tracy Morgan holding court with like some young comedians. Tracy Morgan, he just opened, he just hosted the ESPYS. Tracy Morgan, the guy that drives a two million dollar Bugatti, <laughs> who hey, apparently just got fixed. Not? What about what about when you first met um, um, Vladimir Kimano with, with that girlfriend? He's like, ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember you was talking about? Oh, oh yeah, your girlfriend was trying to geek you up. Yeah, he's a radio host. Well, but he's like, oh, you do a podcast. <laughs> oh, that was dead. That was uh, that was uh, Derek Gaines. That was that was the first time. I met oh, that there. was Derek Gaines. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I thought that was uh, my girlfriend. Yeah, we were at the stand, and my my girlfriend at the time was talking to like Derek Gaines came over to say hello to my girlfriend. <laughs> Because you know, I guess you know he liked her or something, and uh, and I was just like, hey, yeah, take her, please. <laughs> but yeah, no, he was. She was like gloating like I had a radio show, and Derek just turns to me, he's like, you got a podcast, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, no, I got one too. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to him and his podcast. Him and his podcasts are finally uh, doing video and stuff, man. Yeah, there's a lot of cool shit that's going on that's all connected to the Lunatic Radio Show. Chris Italia, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, Derek Gaines is one of his, uh, uh, he manages Derek Gaines. Mm. Derek Gaines is frequent there. Who's, he's, he's stepping up. He's on another show now. Yeah, he's he, doing another show. I just seen him filming something else. He got, uh... by the way, uh, uh, Derek Gaines, for you guys who don't know who he is, he's a comedian yeah, uh, out no. of New York, and he's been on the show before, on the Wednesday night show with Kieran. What did he, what did he, what did he get? What did he just get? He, uh, you're right. He just had some big news, Derek Gaines. We should actually talk about just that. Just started doing it, another show. We should get him back on, man, and see what he's what he's up to. Yeah, what, he's got something he's filming right now. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it, it's actually a big deal. Uh, and we're so trash. We're just like we didn't even we didn't even we, this was not like planned that we're going to talk about the stand today. Yeah. So we don't have like real uh, facts and notes. <laughs> Derek Gaines. He yeah no I think it was um I I think it was uh fuck it was some sort of SNL tie in there. That, that's what I remember about it. I don't know. It was some sort of movie. It was a movie. I think it was a movie. I don't know. I, I can't remember. But yeah, shout out to the stand. By the way, Brakes checking in the chat room. The Money Pit stand is finally complete. Finally, after all those two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I know Chris has been working on the stand 
the newsstand. When I asked them, when I originally asked them how long it would take them, this was last summer, a year ago. He's like, uh, it will be open in September. And he just opened last Tuesday. So Yeah, remember we were talking about doing yeah. a big uh, New Year's Eve was going to be the open. Yeah, we're all going to fly that? out. Yeah. <laughs> we had one show. We were all in the studio together. Oh, yeah, New Year's Eve. It's out in Poffin. Yeah. Here yeah. we are in July. Yeah, so they, yeah, it, it was great, man. Dan Soder, fucking Big J. Okerson, Ari Shafir, Mark Norman. I mean, there's four headliners right there. Big J. Okerson and Dan Soder do the best radio show in radio right now. They do a great show. The bomb. Hey, fire. do you think do you think Chris Italia is ever going to come back to the Lunatic Radio I show? I don't now? know because we talk about so how humble he is and all this and that. And now I just, the motherfucker just went Hollywood on us. I've, he got he he got a place out in like literally a place out in Hollywood, or somewhere in L.A. Um, you know what I mean? I'm assuming he's completely busy because he just had the club open, and then one of his clients, Derek Gaines, you know, he's out in Hollywood, so I'm sure he's with Derek. So I don't know, you know he he might be all over the fucking map. I don't know, but yeah, yeah write ups in the New write up write ups in the New York Post, write ups all over the uh, you know uh, the internet about the stand. So it's it was a it's a good thing. Seven one eight six nine zero ninety two ninety. If you want to call into the uh, radio program and talk about whatever, because TJ and I are tired. We're here on Friday. We're having a good time. And, uh, you know, there's, I don't know, I, I, I guess there's a lot to talk about, but I, you know, I, I, really I, just don't, have, much. I really don't have the energy week. about it. <laughs> it's, it's a slow week, man. There you know hasn't funny? really been much going on. You know what's funny? I don't know what this is, and I, I want to try to channel it, but I'm lazy and I'm apathetic, and I can't. I can never do it. But do you ever notice, I don't know if this happens to you or people at home listening or people listening on podcast. When you lay down to go to bed at night, right? You're laying down, you go to bed, you got the lights off, maybe you got a fan blowing on you. I don't I don't know where this is going. Uh, no, 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 okay. no, 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 listen. It, okay. You got your head down the pillow, and it's like you put the covers over you, and you said that you got your eyes closed, and you're about to go to bed. But then the greatest, like, creative thoughts pop in your head or something, yes. right? Yes. Somehow, that happens to me all the time. Yet, I can never bring myself to get out of bed and write something down. (laughs) You know what I mean? Kieran, I'm going to show you something. This is no, I do this shit all the time. I don't know what it is. I have have post-it notes all over my studio of just random shit that like, and they're still relevant. I literally. There's, go ahead. I, I'm just saying they're like there's a bunch of different shit that I just have, and we, we I never get to it. I never get around to it. I still got shit. This says something about oh August second, the Augustine's documentary is coming out. Um, this one right here says something about what's that ice, the, the ice raids. Yeah, ice you know raids. I mean? the, oh, the yeah, uh, like ice. the ice, ice, ice is the uh, border thing, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like just random shit. And then I got like little notes. And here's the, here's, here's where I'm getting at. So these little notes that attach to them, hmm. you just write them down real quick and you try to like, 
you know what I mean? Make it as short as possible. Right. Cause you have this idea and you have a bit and you have all this. And then when you go back the next day, you're like, what the fuck does this mean? Right. That's like, exactly. I'm still trying to make sense of all these sticky notes. I laid what the fuck on they Tuesday mean. night, the night that Chris's club opened, right? I laid down the bed that evening. I put my head on the pillow, closed my eyes. I had the fan going, air conditioning on because it's fucking, I live, literally live on the surfaces of the sun. It's fucking hot as shit out here. But anyway, I laid down. And I just I just started imagining like maybe going back to the stand and like getting on stage. Say like one night, if, like Chris didn't have a host or something. Chris like sent me up on stage, right? So I pictured myself, and I'm just thinking, you know, randomly. And I pictured myself going on stage, and and then I started doing the set that I would do with the people there. And I did in my mind think of a full set, word for word, what I would say. And like kind of went on this improv dialogue in my head and it was complete and it went for like five minutes. Yet I can't remember a word of what I, I was thinking about that night. But yet when yes. I was I wasn't asleep and I wasn't dreaming. I was completely conscious. But yet I, I, I don't know. It's like it's like I, it's happened to me numerous of times. I'm sure it's happened to you people out there listening right now and TJ as well. No, Kieran, you you are 100%. 100%. I have did a whole verse. Right? I'm talking about right. a flawless verse. Yeah. Right. In my sleep. Right. Like, this isn't even like I was just laying there and did it in my head. I dreamt about a verse that was fucking flawless and remembered kind of some of it when i woke up but when you only remember kind of and you're not in that yeah. state of mind anymore none of it fucking flows together it's- goes together but you yes you know what you know what though kieran that's a good thing and i and 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 let me let me applaud you for this because i'm a i'm a listener of the lunatic radio show back in the day mm. i'm a co-host now i know my buddy kieran i'm just glad that this is what you think about at night now you know what i mean you oh, finally got over the drought and you think about <laughs> Oh, the show, yeah. Different things now. You know what I mean? You think about not, not, not watching Alexis Texas too much anymore. Right. Well, no, but I, I feel you there, man, because I've done I've I've actually done um, I, I've I've put together a whole a whole like 45 minute set of songs mm. to open up for to get back into rapping and open up for somebody. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like straight up. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, I would imagine that's when, weird. Yeah, it, 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 it's I, I don't know if it's like a scientific reasoning for it. And, and by the way, uh, I, guess, I see you, John D. Noodle, in the chat room. Uh, Daddy, uh, well, I, well, he's saying dictate that stuff to your phone. Why did Tiger Woods miss the cut at the British Open? Because he didn't want to be there. You can tell he didn't want to be there. You know where that course is? It's at the top northern coast of Ireland. Who the fuck wants to go there? Did you see? There's not even a crowd there. <laughs> You noticed that? Yeah, it was very well. There was like people riding their bikes on the on the cart paths and like Northern Ireland, though. That like that's like the biggest event they've had ever there, other than like some sort of war. You know what I mean? That's like the biggest event they've ever had there. So they're really excited to see Tiger Woods there and everybody else. Rory, Rory McIlroy, you know, the hometown boy, pretty much. You know what he shot on the first hole? An eight (laughs) snowman on the first hole. You missed the cut, too. It's a shame that these big wigs. Mickelson missed the cut. TJ was telling me before the show that uh, at the Open Championship, that's the first time Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson have missed the cut. Yeah, in the same tournament. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Uh, by the way, John, uh, shout out to John D. Noodle. Shout out to Jerry Bacon in the chat room. Um, yeah, 
no, let me tell you guys what I'm not going to do at night. I'm not going to take my phone and do the voice memo thing. Yeah. Set up the voice memo thing because. But what did even like these creative thoughts you have as you're almost going into, uh, what would you call it? Uh, a light it's almost sleep. like when you're in your fucking sleep paralysis mode. Yeah. To where you're kind of conscious, what is but it? you're kind of sleeping. Well, like, my question is, what is it about that particular moment that makes your brain kind of just still fire? You know, it, it fires better than it does when you're awake. You know what I mean? You're... I think it's because everything else in, in, uh, that, that's going relaxed. on, you're not thinking about anything else. It's, it's, yeah, it's your entire totally, body's you and yourself, and that's it. Yeah. It, the, the day is done. The stresses of the day are gone. Obligations are gone. Day's finished. Now your brain just to, gets to do whatever the fuck it wants. It's like your brain's playtime. <laughs> I, I used to do that. I used to yeah. do that voice memo shit. Yeah. And then I fucking hated it because I would listen back. And it was, you're, when you're, you're in the moment and then you're not in the moment. And when you're not in the moment, it, it sounds horrible. Mm. When you're in the moment, it sounds great. You know what I mean? So you actually like right. you have to do a lot of stuff in the moment. And if you're not going to do it fully in that moment, like if I catch a if I catch a vibe at three in the morning and I'm like halfway sleep, I have to get up and go right to it. Yeah. You, Otherwise, you, it's gone. You're not going to be in the vibe the next day. Right. But then not, then, not, not even the next hour. A, you're not gonna be in a the lot same of vibe. a lot of times when you go back to it the next day, you're just like, oh, what the fuck was this? No, I don't get it. You're like, and you can't get back into that same vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's like being. Man, drunk. there's been so many. There's been so many times I've been to the studio with like a whole song done mm. and pre-productions all done, everything, and you go in there, and all of a sudden you're not in that same mode, mood, vibe, energy, and you do something totally different. Yeah, Colin. You know what I mean? It's just a wash. Colin seven one eight six nine zero ninety two ninety. If you have like this happens to you when you when you just lay down and you're going to bed and you you start having like great idea thoughts. Or creative, wicked thoughts that you know something in that that's particular to your life. You know what I mean? Yet, you know, it, it happens to me all the time, and it's always I'm always thinking about the radio show in these moments. You know what I mean? Some sort of like, it's almost like a daydream. What I would do in a certain scenario? How would I? What would I say on the radio show with this segment? Or how would I be on stage if you know I was you know hosting a fucking comic set or something what would i say like you know what's even worse is weird for, like like right now you do it so, I, a lot of people do it when they like when they're in a conversation with somebody not to cut you off but when they're in a conversation with somebody and you when you go to bed and you're like thinking of what you might say that motherfucker the next day when you see him the next day like or the yeah know, when you wake no, up. T- Kieran, yeah. there's actually a study that yeah. there's there's a couple different types of people in the world yeah and and what what i figured out like you take this test or whatever and what i figured out about myself is uh, so, uh, 70% of my like brain thinking of different stuff, 70% of it is scenarios that haven't yet happened. Boom. There you go. That's what and, I'm talking and, about. There's, there's a couple different people. Like there's like three different categories that you can be after you do this, like questionnaire test thing mm. that you fall under. And I fell under that. And then, and then there's other people that just is, is strictly freestyle everything in life. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you don't think past go, but yes, I am definitely the I. And here's what I was gonna say. Here's the worst. So I got this interview coming up for this big promotion, and I, in my head, I had like I've went over this time and time again. What I'm gonna do in there? Right. What I'm gonna say? What you know what I mean? How I'm gonna wow? I'm the wow factor. You know what mm. I mean? I got seven other candidates. I gotta, 
I got to compete with. And I know that when I get in there, everything that I've thought about for the last week, two weeks, none of it's going to fucking be in there. And I'm not going to say any of what I thought for right. the last two weeks that I put together this fucking gonna come this out. Whole spiel. In your head, it's fucking a gem. It's it's an Oscar-winning performance. It's, it's great gonna come in your out head. The, it's going to come out the mouth like, like a bucket I'm of like, AIDS. I, yeah. I want to study metallurgy. <laughs> I'll just... I, I, I'm gonna go. I, I like to work and stuff. I like. I'm here. I'm here. I show up. I'm on. Know. I'm on time. Hey, it's like time means you know nothing. Watched, you know what I watched the other day? This yeah. what reminds me. Yeah. Of. I watched. Uh, I love going back and watching old shit uh, that I watched back in the day. And, and uh, Donnie Brasco, the beginning of Donnie Brasco, when he, when they're sitting there at the table, and and um, uh, uh, Al Pacino's like, he's going back and forth to the guy about. What's better, Lincoln or Cadillac? Yeah. And I was trying to tell him Lincoln's better, and he's like, "Oh, Cadillac's got got more got more power. It's got a better engine. <laughs> it's got more room for your legs. Yeah. It's got more power." And he's just <laughs> saying this thing. that's how, that's how I feel. That's how I feel. I'm gonna be and I'm when I'm in this interview. Like, like I, I show up on time. Like I'm not gonna hit any of the key points. Just it's gonna be like the most showing up on time bullshit. Your- just. You're yeah, I, I show up. Uh, I, I I like it. I I'm here. I like it. Cool teacher chicken, and I don't sleep well, so my mind is always going. What is it going on? Cool teacher, call in seven one eight six nine zero nineteen ninety. We want to know what the hell. Uh, What's been up, peoples? Yeah, people are very quiet in the chat room. They don't want to call in anymore. They're very uh, scared to call in. Yeah, no, yeah. I, but, but I, uh, yeah, it's just like, if I could just master, like, somehow, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like uh, Elon Musk was doing something with, like, uh, I don't know. If, uh, Leroy, Leroy Jenkins sent me something in my email. Uh, I guess Le- um, Elon Musk is trying to fucking mirror, like, AI with your brain or something like that. I don't know. Maybe maybe something maybe something will be able to record my thoughts in the future when I go to bed. But you be know, this, what I'm at my best though is when I when I when I don't try. Like when this shit's sporadic. Yeah. Like you know me. Like like when I when I'm just when I'm not, I don't have anything planned. That's when I'm at my best. Like put me in a room full of a bunch of people I don't know. You, I mean, me and you, we've been there before. Put me in a room with a bunch of people I don't know. Don't give me any subject matter. Watch me work a room. Yeah, well, right. That's kind of. But yeah. if I if I go into if I go into something with like a pre ant like yeah, uh, it comes, like, always comes out like a bag of hammers. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, then I that have to is. go back. Then I have to, yeah. Then you I have to revert about back it too to. Much. I have to like cut myself off and revert back to what the fuck are you doing? Be you. Yeah, yeah. Be the yeah. Fuck you. Stop yeah. being the you that you thought you should be for this moment. Yeah. John D. Noodles, check it in. Uh, I have an exact episode. I never dream or anything. It's impossible, John D. Noodle, in the chat room. You, you dream. You're a human being. Nah, he's German. There's, there's, a, they're different. Those fucking Germans are weird. They're different. <laughs> they're not creative. The Germans. When do you think David Hasselhoff is a good fucking musician? Your whole country can't be creative. Does anything good come out of Germany? There's a lot of BMW, uh, right? BMW is all right. Mercedes, I guess. They tried to give us that fucking uh, that fucking Jetta. Remember Volkswagen? They tried to give us Volkswagen, the Volkswagen <laughs> Jetta. 
or fudge. And I fucked this all on that one. You go to Germantown here in Michigan. That fudge. They got some really good fudge. Oh, good point. John Dino will check it in. How can I dream if I stay up till 4 o'clock in the morning to uh, listen to your damn show? That's a good point. You're not sleeping. You're up at 4 a.m. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Wait, you're up till 4 and then he gets up at 6 a.m.? He is a dedicated listener. Fucking Christ. My oh, he Lord. is. We talked about that when he called in that one time. Yeah. Uh, well, here's John the- Lucrezi. I come, I come into the show with Volkswagen and Fudge. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, you know what? Stop listening right now and then go back when we post I the show. T- I watched that it, documentary. It sounds a little bit different. What was that shit? They what was what was that shit that uh, the Germans pulled with the Volkswagen and the uh, and the oh, it was the. Um, it was the uh, pollution, right? It was the pollution thing from the muffler or whatever, right? I'm I don't I'm from Detroit. We we push cars without a muffler. Yeah, I, don't know. <laughs> I have got, no clue what that's about. Fucking yeah, I watched the documentary. I can't remember it though. They lied about something. It was like it was kind of it was along the lines of like big tobacco back in the day. Going yeah, cigarettes are not so bad, <laughs> but they're completely bad, and there's chemicals in them that make you addicted to them. And they lied about that. The, the, the German thing, the Volkswagen thing, was along those lines. You Germans, you're, you guys are fucked up. Plus, you had Hitler. So, you know, we were just talking about this at work a couple of days ago. No bullshit about mm. uh, how I, I did appreciate being in Arizona. How you have to do an emissions test. Yeah. No shit. I, I just I feel like it. you you like it's it. I gotta pay for that after just, the show. Actually, today. Oh, dude, <laughs> it's only twenty bucks for two years. But here's the thing: like, seriously, like, man. It, this is Detroit. This, there's, it's nothing but factories. Yeah, you, we need an emissions test more than anybody. You guys, the air is you guys, are, you guys are taking bong rips every time you open your front door. But it's just every the wrong. Time. It's the wrong fucking hit you want to take every time. Just every time I go to my locker toxins. at work, I oh, have to walk through this God, room. Damn, where there's a bunch of like you have to acid wash this mm-hmm. this metal and shit, and like the like the chemicals in the air. As soon as you walk in this room, you feel like you're about. 20 pounds heavier and you can't breathe and people are just in there all day and OSHA's right. like yeah sure it's fine yeah. companies oh yeah no they're paying off OSHA under the table as we all know yeah uh, uh, by the way John uh, race car Johnny in the uh, chat room uh, he's back because he loves the Nazi talk <laughs> yeah. hey let me ask you, ask you this this is, a little, this, is, this is along the lines of my fucking shit comedy do you think Hitler ever jerked <laughs> off do you think Hitler ever jerked off I I think that that because you know he had the shakes, right? So he'd probably be really good at it. Well, I was just thinking he might not jerk off. I'm pretty sure with the shakes. But he had the shakes like like, like uh, Michael Parkinson's. J. Fox. He had Parkinson's. Yeah, he had Parkinson's. He was under the Parkinson's? radar. Oh yeah, there's some there there's some um, some some clips of him. He'd always have his hands behind his back, right? And he was mm. trying to stop the shakes. So there's this one camera angle. Right, not one. There's, there's, there's multiple of them that came out now. But behind his back, his hands are shaking. You know what I mean? Think, that's why. That's why he was on heroin. I don't know if you know that he was on a lot of op- opioids. I, I know that. The end of his I, reign. I knew that. Well, they, that's well, that's, you, that's why he was trying to settle down and shaking. Do you know that they used to give the German soldiers methamphetamine to go fucking fight? That's why they're all fucking berserk. I didn't I, know that. I learned that I the other, imagine. I learned that fucking like a couple months ago. I was like, I, didn't, I would imagine. Is that true? I don't know. I just heard that from some fucking schmo, so I don't even know if that's true or not. But that's what they said. And I was like, wow, you know, it makes sense because every, in every movie I ever see, the fucking Germans are crazy. 
They're still fucking. Yeah. They're like gusto to fight, and the Americans are like, man, I don't want to fight today. <laughs> this this ranger was all uh, going up. This this ranger was telling me that um, before they would do raids, they would chew cod. Chew cod. You, you know, you what know what that? cod is? What is cod? Oh, cod, like fish? No, cot. Cot. It's a yeah. It's like um, kot. I want to say it's Haitian or something. It's it's no, not Haitian. What is it? What is it like a leaf? Yeah, it's something that you chew on and it mm. fucking gets you all all crazy. Yeah, John D. Noodle cot. K H A T. It makes you all fucking hyped up. What the hell's cot? But they would when they were overseas and they were doing some shit. They would have to go do these raids and they'd fucking chew this cot uh-huh. and it gets you all fucking fired up and crazy cot. like you'll be up crazy for a couple days i'm learning something new i have no idea i've never heard of that before in my life an african drug leaf he says yeah oh somalia that's it's big in somalia that's where it is <laughs> so is uh, that's what all them somalians them pirates and shit that was syphilis when, when this when a little ass <laughs> canoe takes over a big ass ship that's uh, what they're on cot because only you can only you can only have a fucking uh, uh, a blow up boat take over a whole fucking ship if you're on cot. That's only time it's a good idea. Okay, here it is. It is a uh, cot is a flowering native, uh, flowering native to the Horn of Africa on the Arabian Peninsula. Cot contains an alkaloid, catherine known or whatever, a stimulant which is said to cause excitement. Loss of appetite and, euphor- and euphoria. Mm. So you chew on it. It's the African version of cocaine. Yeah, I guess it's like a leaf you just I mean, chew on and then you, uh, yeah, you fucking go oh, berserk. Uh, uh, so you get balls deep. I need some what, cotton. What's, what's I need some cotton, name? some Alexis Texas porn. What? Damn. By the way, Hitler ever drug off? Go first. Answer the question. Do you think? Yes and no. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Really. In the 1940s, I don't yes, think Hitler. I think that's why. One hundred percent. I think I think Hitler went so batshit because he didn't jerk off. You gotta get the poison out. I think World War II might have started because Hitler never jerked off. It's gotta nah, blow loads, man. Pirates of Somalia. Pilot, that's I, what it is. Oh, I am the captain now. No, 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 no. no. That's something different. That's where they. Oh, that's, that's, uh, that's the captain. Captain movie. Tom Hanks, I'm a captain. Yeah, that's the boat yeah, movie. Tom Hanks, I'm your captain. No, no, no. <laughs> that do that same dudes in this in this other movie, Pirates uh, of Somalia, uh, with um, what's the guy from Titanic? I'm oh, bad. Oh, oh, Celeb- fucking fuck uh, Leonardo. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes, it's a true story about him uh, uh, playing the role of this reporter that went over there. Mm. And um, yeah, that that's a that, they talk about cotton in that movie. As a matter of fact, really, I've never heard of cotton in my life. Yeah, like for him to talk to some of these like uh, some of these big wig pirates, like the Dons of the Pirates, like that's what he would have to bring as a peace offering to get them to talk on record. Is he had to bring them cot? Uh, the problem with cot is that it uh, doesn't keep well. So only uh, the regions that can farm it really use it. Yeah, right. Like the uh, the Horn of Africa, the on the Arabian Peninsula, blah blah blah. So yeah, I guess it doesn't farm well. It looks like, you know what it looks like? It looks like a fucking, just a rando bush. That's what cot looks like. I'm looking at a picture of it right now. It just looks like some rando bush that you would, like, hawk a fucking Titleist out of. You know what I mean? It's like you hit your butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looks like. Who knew that those leaves would make you fucking batshit crazy? That's some awesome yeah. shit. 
There's some shit out there in the fucking woods, man. Make you go balls deep. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what balls deep has to do with cop, but I sure. Want, I want to say uh, congratulations to Race Car Johnny, by the way. I believe we just bought a house with two golf holes in the backyard. He invited me to fly to Miami to stay with them so I can putt-putt in the backyard. So maybe I'll do that at shout, one point. Shout out to Race Car Johnny. Yeah, friend of the show, Race Car Johnny. All right, I wanted to get to the. Hey, you know what? Let's do a break. We'll come back and uh, let's do a break and let's actually get into the show. We haven't started the show yet. No, this is what Rock and I. <laughs> this is what Rock and I used to do in the old days, and uh, then we would end the show. <laughs> It'd be like three hours of warm up, and then be like, "Ah, eh, we're tired. <laughs> See you later." All right, take it a break. Come back, more lunatic. How long is our break? It is a couple minutes, four or five minutes. Take it a break. Back more lunaticradio.com. Sure, that is. something right before I came back on air. Um, it's about the Area 51 thing. TJ, the mayor's still there? There he is. Turn, turn the music off because it's, uh, it's muffled. Oh, there you go. There's TJ, the mayor. Yeah, I just found... Uh, bef- go ahead. Well, I was about to say, before we get into that, to, to, to sum up what we were talking about earlier, mm. I just found this on the break, actually. This just popped up. Um, New York Times... Uh, six comedy shows to catch in NYC this weekend. And guess what's on there? Judah Freelander performing at the Stand Comedy oh. Club on Tuesday. That's in the New York Times. They just posted two minutes ago. Fuck yeah, bro. Yeah, I'm telling They're you. They're doing it big out there, man. They are. They don't They don't mess around. Stand's a great place to go. They have fun stuff. They do They do roast battles. They do kind of comic fights. They do. It's crazy. They have two stages. No other comedy club in New York City has two stages. Chris's club has two stages. They have a main stage and they have an upper level stage. But they do a variety of different things. So it's cool, man. And plus the Legion of Skanks there every freaking Monday. That's Big J Okerson and the crew, Luis Gomez. I mean, they have, they, I mean, those guys do a podcast. Yes, it's, it's a couple guys hanging around, you know, just shooting the shit. But people love that show. Uh, they, they, they travel too. They're going to the comedy store like this week and do, and having like you know big time celebs on that. It's it, it's you know it's a good fucking. This is what I want to hope for the stand NYC because Chris has been shoveling money into this place. I hope it becomes a hot spot, the type of thing that is written up in page six of the New York Post all the time. That's what I that's what I'm hoping because that's just, that's going to flood people in there. And I think I think, I think he's got a great combination. He's got something there. He's got a great combination of things: great food, good comedy, beautiful place, uh, a lot of action going on. And I think I think he's got something there. I think Chris is gonna. I think that club's gonna boom. I think it is. I honestly do. I have that gut feeling. All right, I got something from uh, YouTube. See if I can bring it up. Here it is, everybody. Uh, this is just came to me on YouTube just as we were doing the break. I don't know what this is. This is some of the, about the U S military warning all the folks, the 1.7 million dollars, 7 million folks that signed up to go storm area 51. 
Apparently, uh, the, the U.S. military is taking this seriously. A lot of folks are taking the Internet-fueled idea of storming Area 51, where conspiracy theorists think the government has aliens on ice, as just clickbait. But it appears the U.S. Air Force is taking these threats seriously. National Security Correspondent Jennifer Griffin shows us tonight from the Pentagon. It was a joke, but one the Air Force is taking seriously. A Facebook post, an avowed fake designed to get likes, announced a a plan to raid the Air Force Base in Nevada, known as Area 51, which has been at the center of UFO and alien conspiracy theories for decades. More than one million people have signed up for the Storm Area 51, they can't stop all of us, event <laughs> slated for late September, in which the Post declares... I can't believe this is actually on Fox News. I love that. I love that. They can't stop all of us is the tagline. <laughs> it's, I love how the, like, the news commentator had to read that. You know what I mean? I got news for for you 1.1 million. They can. Yeah. They will. We can move faster than their bullets. Let's see them aliens. It's been enough to spook the Air Force. Which doesn't use the term Area 51 to describe the 2.9 million acre live fire training range, the largest in the United States, located at Nellis Air Force Base in Nevada. One of the many reasons Air Force officials don't. Yeah, I'm kind of rethinking my interest in this. It's a lot of shit going on over there. Oh, want people to trespass on the base. They are worried some might be killed. Quote, any attempt to illegally access military installations or military training areas is dangerous. There has been renewed interest in UFO sightings since it was revealed earlier this year. The uh-huh. military has spent $22 million to research UFOs and announced new classified guidelines for how its pilots should report them. Last month, the Navy briefed several senators on... On Capitol Hill about UFO encounters like this one. Oh, <laughs> what the fuck is that? From a Navy F-18 training mission four years ago off the east coast of the United States. Oh wait, so now the government's gonna is now the government just gonna come forth with like like, like some things? So uh, you know it, it it subtles the interest of people to storm Area 51. What do you Listen, think? bro. I finally watched um, Bob Lazar. Mm. Bob Lazar. How bizarre. Area 51 yeah. and UFOs or whatever. You Bro. Believe, do you believe that motherfucker? What, 100%. I 100%. Too. And you know what? You know what did it for me? This is what did it for me. When, when Bob Lazar, uh, Jeremy was doing a lot of talking on the Joe Rogan show because Bob Lazar had a migraine. He doesn't like to talk about it. And then when he said that he hasn't made a dollar, anything that's made that they want to give to him, he have, he's donated to like some type of research thing. Right. And then he said, you know, it, it, Joe Rogan confirmed that he didn't even want them to pay for the ticket for him to fly out to do Joe Rogan's show. Like he doesn't want anything from it. Right. Really, what really, what really fucked me up, and and this, you, I mean, yes, you can fake it, but I don't believe that it was fake. He when seemed they so when incredible. they had some information, and they were going to, they were talking about the information, and they were going to film it, and then it didn't, they they didn't, they didn't put this on the documentary what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, all of a sudden, he got raided the next day. Right, I was like. Bro, the documentary opens up with that, actually. The text messages or whatever. 
Well, like you know, the guy that yeah. does the, the thing that sucks about no, the no, box. no. I'm talking about where where the where the phone. The guy had his phone on him. Yeah. And that conversation was recorded. Right, right. Without right. without them thinking that it was recorded because they're always listening to your phone. I mean, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our privacy is you. We've talked about this the before phone, the show. Yeah, the phone listens to you. The privacy they can listen to you on any device, anytime, anything in your house. I talk about you got a camera I, it doesn't have to be on. You I, got a PlayStation right. it doesn't have to be on. I talk about pussy. Talk I about get this. ads for hookers. You know, like I start getting yeah, ads I, for hookers. I think about buying a new pair of sneakers, yeah, and, and then all of a sudden it's like, here's sneakers. Here. I have. 85 fucking yeah. pop-ups about yeah. sneakers. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. John D. Noodles t- t- types too much. John D. Noodles needs to call into the radio program. 718-690-9090. has a lot of thoughts in the chat room, and I can't read them all. Um, yeah, no, the uh, Area 51 thing. I don't know. It, 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 hey, let's see. Let's, anything else to this? Let's see. Well, you know, last time, and for our listeners that don't know, because we didn't really explain it, remember last time, last Friday when we started the show, we had the the whole first part of the show just got cut off. Remember we started out with the Area 51 shit? Oh, yeah. And we were talking about aliens and this and that, and then we totally just fucking shit just We shit the bed, right, that's right, yeah, that's right. And then we had to come back, and we never kind of explained what happened, because we just kind of went back to the show, and I said it briefly, I said, see what happens when you start talking about the alien shit? But yeah, no, I mean, not that, not trying to be well, like a conspiracy guy or nothing. But I'm just saying, you got to you got to think though. Like, let me go back, come back to us. Um, you got to think though, if the if the navy, the military is, you know, putting out a warning to the folks that show up, obviously loosely going, hey, you know, the area is dangerous. We test bullets, we we test bombs and stuff here. If you get if you break into it, you're gonna get hurt. You're obviously gonna get arrested, you know. But they are putting out the fact that you know they are you know don't fuck with us, don't come in Let, here. Let's keep it real. I'm not naive. I'm not naive. I've seen a lot of things happen in my 34 years. I'm not naive. There, you're you're not gonna get close to that place. No, you're not gonna. Get, no. For one, for one, on that documentary, <laughs> the way Bob Lazar they, talks about when, how when, he, like he brought up three friends to watch, like he knew when they were test. Flying the yeah uh, when when that when the fucking when when their uh, uh, night vision thing when right. the guys dropped the night vision thing and they turned around and then there was just a fucking troop of yeah. guys with guns there was a platoon of fucking dudes that I didn't even know they were like yes. five feet from them. yeah so yeah it's it's not gonna happen folks well you know what it's it, it, plus the fact is, you go you, you went ago. you went on the internet po- the guy the, the person that posted it said it was a joke anyway but you know it. Yeah, whatever. A lot of listen. There was a documentary. This was I don't know. This was probably around two thousand four, two thousand five. I watched this documentary, and I don't know when the documentary's from, but it was when a lot of people were trying to bring up the Illuminati and the one percenters and all this other stuff. How they have this this secret uh, gathering hmm. of, of all the world leaders and all right. this stuff, right? So he tried to to infiltrate this meeting, or or actually get on the land of this meeting, and uh, it's filmed and everything. They, so there's a river that that that's in between and the 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 guy that was his tour guide i want to say or whatever wouldn't cross this river and he's like dude you're on your own if you cross this river like i like i have a family i'm not getting killed and the guy decided to cross the river and as soon as he stepped into the river there was uh military grade technology shit like drones before we knew this is before like drones were a big thing before everybody had a drone 
That's you know what I mean? Came out. Troops came out. Talk about your trespassing. We're going to arrest you. Right. Leave now. Follow what you got 60 seconds to turn back your shit, turn around. You know what I mean? And that was for some fucking, some world leader, blah, blah, blah bullshit. Like, do you not think Area 51 <laughs> is not going to be on that same shit? Yeah, no, I, I think. You got a one point million. You, first of all, you're not going to gather 1.1 million people. Well, no. And, and no, when you get it, and if you guys were to infiltrate it, that all that shit would be gone, wouldn't it? Like, don't you think it would be gone? Or they would just have a lot of dudes there going, you're not coming in here. None of you fucking apathetic fucking monster drinking fat asses are going to get in here. So we need to get, we need to get, we're the Smith. U.S. military. You're not getting in here. We take we out get, countries. We need to get Will Smith. If we can get Will Smith behind this, right. we might have a chance. Welcome to Earth, that whole thing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because I ain't never seen nobody do it like he did at Independence Day. Welcome to Earth. He just showed up with the alien. Independence um, Day. It, it, Patrice O'Neill said it the best about in, the movie Independence Day. He's like, it's like half of a good movie. And then the second half stinks. He said, the way he described it was hilarious. But it's it's half like you. I've never seen half of a good movie, and that is an example of a half of a good movie. Like you want to hear a, you want to hear a half of a half of a half of a good movie? What Indep- is Independence Day, the second one. Oh God, I heard that. I, I watched like five minutes of that on HBO. Me one time too. Five I minutes, like, I was done. I'm See gone. It. When there was like when they have like the, uh, the the like the kids up running the uh, spaceship in outer space. And yep, they're all just, they're like drinking like Circle K sodas yep, and Seven Eleven like drinking gummy bears. I'm like, why would you ever have anybody eating gummy bears? Fucking running a spaceship. I'm out. I'm out. Tapping out. Uh, shout out to Team Left Jab. The aliens will be moved from Area 51 long before this happens. Yeah, no. Well, um, well they put it they, I, maybe. Well, here's maybe. The, here's the thing. Like the dumbasses. The the guy obviously the guy that created the site on fa- Facebook said it was a joke. He came out in the paper and said that. But if it were a real thing, you would, they would never put the date on there. You know what I mean? They put the date, September 20th, is the date where everybody needs to fucking congregate and go and storm Area 51. They put the location where they need to congregate. So, I mean, obviously, it's, a, it's, a, it's stupid. <laughs> it's not really very thought out. If they, if they did the thing and just had the title... Uh, Area 51, they can't stop us all, and then had no date or, or meet-up location thing, and it was, you know, done behind DMs and stuff like that. Well, they they would still find that out. <laughs> they have us, whatever. You know, but, you know, they publicize where they need to meet up for this this raid. It could, you know what, though? I'm, I'm all for it because it could help the economy. Because if you get 1.1 1. 1, uh, idiots together, no. Yeah. They want to do that, and they take off, take out them idiots. Yeah, That's one point one million people. We don't have to worry about it anymore. Darwin is like, like jobs will be plentiful. Thin we don't have to worry herd, about man. unemployment. Then like, the herd. Less dumbasses on the road that are fucking slowing down my day. That's yeah. what it would be. You know, uh, real, real quick, Kieran. Um, check the uh, Skype line. Oh, it is. Um, it's open, man. Fuck they tried to call in. It's not. It's not on. It's not open. But, oh yeah. Uh, Go ahead. Call in, 718-690-9290. It is open uh, call in. So, Kieran, speaking of, and I'll just segue right in this, mm. uh, speaking of like lost tapes and different shit mm. for Area 51 and all these sightings and everything, speaking of lost tapes, your boy, Kieran, your boy dropped a classic today. Who did? 
Your boy Nas, Lost Tapes 2. Oh, fuck. I want to wow. listen to it. I haven't listened to it. I actually made a oh, note. Oh, wow. He was, on the, he was on that fucking Daily Show talking about it. And I, was, and I saw him promoting it on his Instagram. I'm a big Nas fan. I love it's fucking a, Nas. It's old shit. It's new shit. But it's all shit that you haven't heard. And it is dope. It's there. It's it, like, it really is. Dope. It's not like new stuff. It's like old and new. It's better than that seven al- or seven song album we put out. Yeah, no, I've listened to that many a time. I'm like, eh. I like the yeah. one with Puff Daddy. Mediocre. goes a little crazy in the uh, beginning. It was mediocre because at the time, His there was a lot of shit back. that came out all at the same time. Yeah. You had Then that same they year, you had the Push album. Yeah. You had Ye's album. You had, like, you, you, I can go they on were, and on. There was about 10 albums I think that you, dropped. I think that at was the time just you the and J, I, uh, J Electronica, all this shit. Yeah. And then just Nas came, and we're like, oh, my God. Nas going to shit on everybody's shit. And it wasn't even the top 10 album of the year. No, it wasn't. No. no. But this new one, let me tell you. It's good. Let me tell you, Mr. New York. I want to I hear it. I, I honestly want to hear it. I haven't heard it. I'm going to listen to it right tonight, there. actually, when I go to the, the gym after I uh, sober up from the six beers I fucking drink. <laughs> um, by the way, also, Eddie Murphy is in talks to do uh, a Netflix stand-up special. $70 million. <gasps> Seventy million dollars. Chappelle got sixty. Eddie's gonna get seventy. I got questions. I I want to know. I want to know. Is it is it raw, delirious Eddie Murphy, or is it Doctor Doolittle? Because there's two Eddie Murphys out there. I I don't know which one is coming. If you know anything about stand up comedy, it's not something you can just fucking drop away from for years and years and come back to and be great. So I'd imagine Uh, Ellen DeGeneres just did it. Yeah, but she did. I mean, I would imagine you're going to see Eddie at clubs. You're going to see Eddie at clubs or somewhere doing doing spots because Ellen Ellen didn't pop in. Ellen Ellen did Ellen did, Ellen did, did, no did, did run ups. Ellen did run ups. She did. She. I remember did her saying she? that. I, yeah, I didn't hear anything about no run up with her. Yeah, because you never hear about them because they're in clubs. You know, you're doing it from front of twenty two hundred people, and. Obviously, if you know anything about comedy clubs, you can't have your phone in there. So, you know, your phones need to be shut off. So it's uh, it's something. I, I mean, I would I, love I, to I, see I'll watch it, it regardless. I, yeah, I know. In 70 million, obviously, Netflix is um, thinking everybody will watch it. 70 million, that's crazy. Chappelle got 60. So they're getting big money out there, man. Um I'd like to see Eddie come back, man. I'd really like to see Eddie come back. I'd like to see Eddie come back in in an unapologetic stand-up routine. Like, if there's anybody that can get away with an unapologetic set, I feel like he would just because he's he's done the raw, he's done the delirious, he's done the shit that is... 100% 100% offensive nowadays. If you go back to Eddie Murphy, he's got a life and, and, and them two and them two specials. He he has offended every race, every religion, every every uh uh um uh sexual orientation. You give me right? You give me Eddie Murphy went, with that raw attitude, like the the one from the comedy special Raw, talking about the life he has led since then. That's what I'm saying. That That's would what be I getting epic. To. I think That's what I'm be getting great. to. If anybody that can do an unapologetic set right now, it's him because he 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 did all that, and then he gave you the Doctor Doolittle's. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he gave you the 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 he, uh, the he did the stuff. Nice that, guy. He did this. He did those the family movies, shit. Those movies padded his bank account. It made him 
probably worth $500 million, what the hell it is he's worth now. So it, it, the uh, TMZ thing is saying that, um, yeah, it's $70 million, but they can't confirm that. Uh, Dave Chappelle got 60 and Chris Rock got 40 for two specials. Uh, Dave got 60 for three. Eddie's getting possibly 70, which is crazy. I- I heard I heard that Dave Chappelle was just at uh uh within the last week Dave Chappelle just did a show at uh at Broadway something. What's anyway, go ahead. Well, he did a show on Broadway. You know how Dave Chappelle shows they they do the, like oh, like yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah, big comedians yeah, yeah. now they lock up your your phone in a bag and all that stuff. And I heard he got into it like he got into his bag like he was he was really he was really unapologetic with everything. You know what I mean? Like a like a like some raw, like some Paul Mooney make people get up and leave type shit. Yeah, well, Dave, Dave like he was in his bag. Yeah, he's he's great. Chappelle's great because you just he's the kind of he's got that charismatic personality that you just want to listen to anything he says. You know what I mean? He's he's a great storyteller. So is Eddie. You know, you know what I was just thinking about uh, is Joey Diaz, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because Joey Diaz is that for me. Joey Diaz doesn't have like the best bits anymore and all that other stuff. Uh, the motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. But just listening to him, mm. like uh, that's entertainment enough for me. Like I could just sit there and listen to, to him just have a conversation, straight up. You know what I mean? Because Joey Diaz is just that. Oh, that's Uncle Joey. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. that's that's like when you listen to him, that's just entertaining. It's like your family. Same thing with Chappelle. You know what I mean? That's your cousin at the family reunion, just just kicking a Willie Bobos, smoking a little weed, drinking some cocktails, and just and just entertaining for a couple hours while you're just sitting there after you ate and everything. You know what I mean? Here's audio of Eddie Murphy on Jerry Seinfeld's comedians in cars getting coffee, talking about his desire to get back into stand up comedy. Let's see if this plays. You know that you not doing stand-up drives people crazy. You know that, right? The last time I saw Don Rickles, and uh, Rickles was like maybe a month or two before he passed away, and he just just went on and on and on like that. Like, really? But you have to do stand-up again. You have to. Uh, just went on and on about it. Wow. I'm going to do it again. It was really? Just, yeah, I just had to, you know, everything has to be right. Get up $70 million, dollars, right? <laughs> really? Right. I have to get up and... Imagine doing stand-up for $70 million. I'll do fucking... God damn. Well, the only way you could get like an act is I got to go to the clubs and work out. You're going to do that again. You still got to go to the comedy club. You still got to go to... You could have your own club. So you should buy the comic strip and I, I'll come work out there. You, you, you could... want to do that, I'll do it. I'll call it Jerry Seinfeld's <laughs> comic strip. <laughs> ah, there you go. Well, well, there you go. That'd be great, man. I, I would fucking, I would get Netflix again to watch that. Just to, just to watch that. Hey, did you, did you watch, um, Aziz's Netflix special? No. Yeah, I heard, I heard he's talking. Terrible. Yeah, no, I don't find him funny. I've never been, I've never been a big fan of him anyway, so I'm, I'm a little bit jaded. I'm a little bit biased, but, but damn. Aziz, come on, man. This is your first special back from your little controversy. Come with it. I was in uh, garbage. I actually had phone conversations with um, Adam Carolla's agent one time. Uh, they do this thing in New York City called the New York um, Comedy Festival, and I was trying to put together, and I got pretty close uh, to interview. Going back to the stand, I was going to interview either 
Adam Carolla or Aziz Azari at the stand, like in a sit down, like couch thing, and mm-hmm. Aziz or Adam on the other side. I just thought of that. And then I remember actually going through that process with the agent. And I was like, man, I don't know if I really want to interview either one of them. <laughs> I don't find either one of them that funny at all. You know what I mean? Adam Carolla, definitely not funny. Yeah. He's annoying. Yeah, no, I, we had him on the show. He was, he's, he was just promoting his mangria. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck about mangria. And Aziz is funnier than Adam Carolla, but nah, Aziz is, Aziz, Aziz is, you remember how earlier I was talking about uh, Judah and how when you watch Judah do stand up, you imagine that's Judah all the time. Right. When I watch Aziz, I do not imagine that's him in real life I, at all. I that's feel, a fictitious character to me. I feel like Aziz is funny to folks that are into celebrityism. Yes, that accurate. But, like I, that I whole agree. Hollywood thing. Like oh, I was having- uh, here we go. John D. Noodle, welcome to the radio program, sir. Go ahead. Hey guys, it's John. Hey, what's going on? What up, on? John D. Noodle? What up, though? Sorry, we were bagging on the Germans before. You're a good German. Uh, if you if you would know what Germans all contributed to world history, you would probably have different. Oh, ideas. we know. We we read it in our history books. Right. I don't care what all your right. history books right. say. Go our ahead. history books say something different, John D. Noodle. I will give you the platform, John D. Noodle. <laughs> give us all the good things, because I think most of us know the bad things. Go ahead. Well, the biggest thing for the the U.S. is probably cars, the motor, the 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 the, the car motor. I mean, Ford did the whole production line thing, but the concept for the car is German. The the actual motor, the basis for the car motor, where it began its origination, is from Germany. Is that what you're saying? Yes. All right. So there you go. There's one. I, I don't know that for fact, I'll but I'll, I'm going to take your word for it. I'll give you it's that called one. the auto motor. You can Google it. All right, what else? <sighs> we did your space program. Is that is is he? Can you confirm this? I don't know this. I can't. Conf- I can't confirm that. How come you never? Have you guys ever been to space? How come I don't see no German uh, uh, movies about like uh, landing on the moon? Well. You guys took all our German scientists after the war. So the only reason that you went to the moon was that I can confirm. <laughs> That's true. All right, there's two. All right, what else? I can confirm that one. What else? Is he A lot. Of, uh, too much. Too much to list. <laughs> what about in the pussy field? Anything in the pussy field? <laughs> the fetish porn, probably. Yeah, that German. That German <laughs> porn. That's three things right there. You got me. Hey, that German porn. I. I I remember hearing some. Uh, I actually didn't watch it, but there was like a like a German porn where dudes were fucking chickens. Chicken. <laughs> yeah, there was fucking guys banging chickens. To each his own, I would say. Yeah, and a chicken would cluck. It was kind of an odd thing. Oh. <laughs> to each At its own, or to, to each its own? own? Because I love I love eating chicken. <laughs> Don't don't listen. Do not do do not do not throw that negativity on my black ass because I love chicken. I don't want to think about when I'm eating when I'm eating when I'm at Chris's comedy club and well, I'm eating that fried chicken. Well, I don't want to think about somebody banging that chicken before I ate it. Well, if you ever drive past a German open chicken shack, I wouldn't go in there. 
At least we don't fuck octopus like the Japanese. Oh, uh, well, you know, you guys are all weird. You know, once you get across the pond, shit gets a little crazy. It's it a little dicey. <laughs> it gets a little dicey over there. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the reason I called in was the Eddie Murphy thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm a little skeptical about that. I mean, he was great, but that's like 40 years ago. Yeah, well, you heard him though on the on the on the clip we just played. I don't know if you heard that, but he obviously Eddie knows, and every comic that's ever been a successful comic knows that you need to work out your set. It's it's yeah. it, it's a thing. So stand up's like a muscle; you have to train it. And yeah, he's been he's been not doing it for so long. He would have to do. I, I you know obviously he's very talented, and I actually don't know the answers for this. Uh, I did hear one time a comic tell me when I interned at that radio station that, like, you don't find your own voice until you do about a hundred times on stage, like a hundred sets, a hundred spots or something like that. Um, I can't imagine that would be the case for Eddie Murphy, but I would imagine he would need reps, you know, like maybe 40, 50 reps being, you know, 40, 50 spots, you know. It would take him a while. I would imagine it. You know, comics always talk about it. it takes me about a year to put put together an hour, so it probably. Thing, but but one thing that you don't have to worry about him taking his time to do is he's over these years he's still been an entertainer. No matter right. if it's on the screen, it's on a play, or it's on a stand up. That's it's what I'm getting entertainment. to. Right? So I don't think I don't think that he has to work on that. I think it's just the bits itself. That's what I'm the jokes itself. Right, because right. he he takes part in writing in some of his, his uh, uh, comedy movies. He's got a so, he, he's got a he's he's got a couple legs to stand on. He's not starting from the scratch like a, right, like a, right, like right. A yeah, it's going to be a little bit different because he's, he's got yeah. a he's got extreme talent and he's done it before. And I'm sure he's not shy in front of crowds and all that. You know, simple stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, but his last actual movie was 2012. That was like the the, the thousand words movie where he only had thousand words to talk and mm. stuff like. That's his last real movie he did. I don't remember that at all. And, <laughs> and what I'm also kind of asking is, is he like in money trouble or something? Because Fuck over the no. next couple of years there will be a new Coming to America, a new mm. uh, Beverly Hills Cop and stuff, and triplets w- and whatever. I will get so it. I will give he it. Did nothing for seven years, and now he's doing everything. So that's kind of strange. No, Eddie, I, don't, Eddie, I wouldn't imagine that would be that. I would imagine that it's a it's a guy like like you take a you take anybody that does any type of thing that they're passionate about and they've got to do it for a living, whether it be playing basketball or doing comedy or something. At some point, you just get the bug in you. Like that's what you love to do. Eddie's got, Eddie, Eddie Murphy's movies have grossed nearly six point seven billion dollars. He is worth one hundred twenty million. And on top of that, on top of that, it's not like he's just your average uh, character that's getting paid such and such for a movie. He's he's co-producing, he's co-executing, he's uh, playing multiple characters because we know that's what Eddie Murphy does. He was one of the first people to play multiple characters in his own movies. Uh, you know, he gets mm-hmm. writers' credits. He gets a lot of royalties for these things. He's not just getting just that one check, like you know what I mean. Some of these other people are. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's getting he, he's, he's getting a check. He's getting five different checks for yeah, each no. movie. He's so he's so he's retired basically. But I would imagine his creative mind, his creative spirit, is kind of itching at him to get you know try something. And I would imagine doing stand up again would be something exciting for him. You know, getting back at it. 
because he's been a variety of different versions of Eddie Murphy. He's been the Eddie Murphy raw guy that we all loved. He's been the Beverly Hills cop Eddie Murphy. He's in the movies and been like, uh, you know, doing raunchy comedies. And he's done the family side of stuff. He's done the animated stuff. He's done the Dr. Doolittles of the world. You know, uh, well, yeah, John, John D. I got a question for you. So, so I think the I think the intrigue is like, okay, what kind of Eddie are we going to get? We're all expecting him to be like I would expect him to be like the Eddie Murphy raw, you know, comic. Yet talking about the life that he's led from that point forward throughout the the you know the Holly you know the you know the cookie cutter shit and the you know, Hollywood life type crap that he's led, the life he's led. I can understand that. Mm. I, I'm, I'm hopeful that it's going to be good, but I'm not expecting it from the start until I've seen more. But that's, that's, well, that's what but I'm all, to say. All I mean, ne- just, Go ahead. All Netflix uh, needs, though, is is your interest. And we all they got our interest right now just by putting out that article. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's why I'm saying the 70 million is probably not because he's like the best... He's going to have the best stand-ups uh, set on on Netflix. It's they know everybody's going to watch. He's going to draw in people. Yeah, everybody. Oh, yeah, that's waiting definitely. For this. Gonna, I mean, how many people are going to sign up just to just to watch? I, mean, I will really. sign up. I can't. I just people are going to sign up to watch. I'll sign up again but for that. Here's my question, though: is is it also is he doing it to ride the wave? Because if you think about it, we have um, Men in Black, Godzilla, Aladdin. Child's Play, Lion King. These are all now. That, that's just on the on the kids side of shit that's coming back. Cats the, the movie. We got Top Gun Cats too. the movie. We got Top Gun from the eighties. We got all this shit coming back. Do you think he's just riding that wave, or somebody's like, hey, this is a good way. This is a good way to capitalize, hmm. and let's let's capitalize on this opportunity and and grab Eddie Murphy since we haven't seen him in a while. Hmm. You know what I mean? Do you think it's him, or do you think it's it's people influencing him? Like, hey, trying to push him to, hey, listen. Like this is the wave right now. Remake everything right now. I think I think it's I think it's similar to the 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 Ellen, the the thing that Ellen DeGeneres felt like that she explained on her show um, about how you know she she almost got bored doing doing her daily show and she's like I need something else. She's like I'm going to try stand up again. Yeah, and, these are, we're, she, yeah, we're talking about great people. Yeah, great people just can't sit back and retire. Yeah, nobody she, great has her ever creative, retired. Ever. Her, her creative fucking. She was just like I need to fucking do it. And I'm going to go fucking do it. And she did. It, it was great. great. It was it actually. It was not it bad. Was, I loved this. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I loved it because you didn't try to be outside of her. No, and be the old her. her. She was the new her. She's she talking about her riches and she makes a lot of cocky, jokes about yeah, cocky. Yeah, yeah. She was a yeah I, cocky. I loved it. I loved it. There's only one person that's ever retired that's that that retired and stayed retired ever in entertainment outside of sports because sports you you physically just can't do it anymore. But Carlo Gambino of the Gambino crime family is the only person ever retired and stay retired. <laughs> that's the only per- think about it. if you can name me one more person that retired and stay retired <laughs> or didn't at least try to make a comeback. That's the only person. Yeah, I don't know if you can come back in the mob, right? Is that right? You talking about a mob guy? Oh yeah, that was that. Was, he started the game, you know, crime family. Go ahead, John D. Newell. Yeah, I think it's coming mostly from him because all of the remake wave and stuff. I'm not sure that that's something that's drive that's driven from interest of the people. It's more like, 
what can we make money with? What do people remember? Well, and if you if all the, the movies you've listed, the Aladdin movie, the whatever, uh, what's coming out right now? Lion King. Lion stuff, King came out today. They're yeah. all, all worse than they were before. It's just people know the name and we can make money. Did you see but the cat? That's trailer? what it's about, though. Oh, they can capitalize on that. They're making money. John Dino brings up. I watched the catch trailer and I that felt that was the worst thing ever. I felt I oh, hold I, on. I know wait, wait, wait. I know no, I'm, I'm cutting like, you off, on. Karen. No, no, I'm cutting you off. When was the cats movie good, people? No, like, no, the cats. I, I, I don't know. I it, it was when a was giant it Broadway play. And on yeah, the Broadway on the, play, cool. On awesome. the last show I did with Rocket, I just ripped Broadway to fucking shreds. Like I don't even know. I don't know why. I don't know why it exists. But I watched the the cats trailer. And for some reason, I felt like a like a child predator. <laughs> it was like a horror movie. Did yeah, you see, like that the special effects. It was it? weird, man. I was just watching that, and then I watched the um, the Top Gun two trailer, and it the trailer makes it seem like they remade the first one verbatim, shot for shot, line for line. That's what it looked well, it like. Work with Star Wars, just with an Star older Wars. Tom Cruise, like it. Like Maverick is Maverick. Maverick is still Maverick. He's a he flies a jet and he talks his shit. That's that's what it is. And he's still riding parallel on his motorcycle with the jets that are taking off. And they're playing the same song. He's wearing the same jacket. I didn't but, see Iceman anywhere in the ch- trailer. But but imagine. here's why it's going to be successful. Iceman's dead. Here's why it's going to be successful, guys. Is because. We're 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 in in the middle of two generations right now where we still remember all these great movies, right. and so we want to go see it, and we're going to go pay the money to go see it because we want to. Oh, they trying we to kind of relive them good times, you know. We're we're at the time now where this. we're like our parents was like how everything was better back in the day, so we're going to go see it, and then on top of that, these younger kids that hear us talk about how right, how it was gonna, back then, they're going to the go see it to try to you know what I mean get there. It's a it's a scheme. They're trying you know to get I mean? they're trying to get the two demos. Like yes. the, the nostalgia exactly. factor for us, and the the kind of pseudo interest from because because we talk about these like people like Eddie Murphy and the Top Gun movie like it's a legendary shit like it's exactly a, so you know you know what's happening this is what's happening so I'm 34 years old and I go listen I loved Aladdin as a kid absolutely loved it mm. so not only am I gonna buy tickets for me and my lady. But I'm going to buy tickets for the kids, too, because I want you guys to experience what I got to experience when I was a kid. So instead of them selling one or two tickets, now they're selling four to six tickets. Think about that. That's yeah, a but, great scheme. Yeah. But That's how many of those scheme. movies do you have to watch until you until you recognize that they are so much worse than the, the ones that you remember? And then just well, watch the, the old movie with your kids or whatever. Because we're, stu- because we're stupid Americans, John D. Noodle, and we have nothing better to do in this godforsaken country. Especially the Disney anima- animation <laughs> movies, which don't age as much as... Just look at, just look at the new, in quotes, uh, real-life Lion King, which isn't real-life because everything's computer-animated, but who cares? That's gonna right. look like shit in uh, in five to ten years when our computer animation techniques have become so good. Yeah, it's it's, it's just gonna look bad. Well, they, just you know, at movies like a ten years old old movie that has like uh, special effects in it, they they look terrible. Can, gonna, can I let you? Can I let you in on a little secret though, Nandi? I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. Mm. I'm I'm gonna say it right here, right now. I don't care if they come out with Lion King 
eight times in my lifetime, I'm going to go see it eight times. <laughs> that's, my, that's my confession to the Lunatic Radio Show. That's my soft side coming out. I'm watching Lion King, all eight remakes. You're the problem oh, is hey. that Hollywood's not doing interesting new movies not based on old IPs anymore. Well, pretty soon they're going to be able to, I mean, with the technology, they're, like, if you want to see a young Brad Pitt again, they're going to make that happen in a movie. <laughs> soon they're not just going to remake movies, they're going to remake actors. Like, yeah, I mean, like, like uh, James Dean, they'll bring him back and they'll, you know, make him look great and they'll put him in a movie and they'll just have some dude do lines for him. You know, it, 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 you're going to see that. I imagine you'll see that at some point. I mean, you saw a at little least. bit of it with uh, like uh, Benjamin Button, right? It, it, that, that was kind of what that movie was, you know? know. At least with, with the new Eddie Murphy movies coming out, there's still hope that they're going to be good. <sighs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested yeah. to see his stand-up, and I'm, I'm definitely interested to see. I, you know, I kind of don't want, I'm less interested to see the Coming to America 2. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not with that. I, I'd this, like to keep a classic. On that, on that one, I'd like one's a classic. classic. A classic. That's a classic fucking but movie. But stand-up, you know, it's new material, so you know that yeah. you're getting something new. I don't want to see Coming to America yeah. again. Yeah. First of all, how are you going to come to Queens or anywhere when New York's gentrified? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what are they going to do? They're going to come back and they're going to be like, oh shit, be we're fucking, we're kings in Africa and we can't even afford to get a coffee. Bunch of white kids in skinny jeans with designer glasses. That's hipsters. what you're going to see. That's all how, how, about, how about take uh, some, some, uh, some young kids from, from Harlem or whatever to Africa? And do it. See, I like, like that, John D. Nudo. You're onto something. A little reverse. Yeah, coming coming to Africa, they'll want to go back home. That's the exact. <laughs> they'll just want to get on the first flight back home. Do you know Johnny Noodle will agree with me on this? Mm-hmm. I have this debate sometimes with people that just are, it's a fact that Africa, even though Africa has, still has villages and all this other stuff, and it's not you know it's not as moderate as we are, it's the most richest continent in the world. Well, it's also giant. As far as resources. Uh, Resources, It's the richest continent in the world. It's a giant continent. (laughs) It's the... Everything... Everything that we fight over comes from Africa. Everything. Pussy? Everything. Fuck. Everything. Name it. Oil. Diamonds. Name it. Everything that we fight over comes from Africa. I love that Eddie Murphy raw bit where he's just like, yeah, I just go over and marry some... Bitch. He says it in, in Eddie Murphy Run. Oh my god, it's fucking. He's like, oh, dude, what have you done for me lately? What have you done for me lately? Yeah, is, is, is his wife gonna get uh, 35 million then? Is, ooh, ooh, wait, wait, wait. Is he, is he married? Half. Yeah, half his shit. Remember that? Half. half of the 70 million. I want half, Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> man, it, those stand-ups are great. I might go back and watch those tonight. Oh, I do it all the time, man. Yeah. I do it all the fucking, fucking time. Great. My my favorite bit. All right, here's here's what we're gonna do. Name your favorite bit for a quick second. My favorite bit is is uh, where he's after his fight with the at the Rocky premiere, and he goes and talks to his dad, <laughs> and his dad's all drunk. Nothing means nothing means nothing. You must did something. Motherfucker punch you in the mouth. Like that to me is one of the greatest bits 
The, the, Ever. It is great where he does the impression of the Italian guy at the concession stand at the movie. Yeah. Theater. He's like, yeah, this fucking... <laughs> Moulian. <laughs> this Moulian's gonna pay for it. Yeah, pay for my candy. That was hilarious. He does great. It was, it was just a classic. And and by the accurate. way, it's no accurate. one... I If he does another stand-up, he has to come out in a leather outfit. That's has fucking... To. Has to. It has yeah. to be bezazzled. It has to be purple or something. It has. To, he has to come out in a leather outfit. Has to. It can't be normal suit and tie Eddie Murphy, or no, like casual Friday Eddie Murphy. It's got to be leather fucking suit. That's all I got to yeah. say. If if he comes out in a dad hat and a fucking button up, yeah, no, and some dad that. jeans, Go, I'm turning it off. Yeah, no, I'm not even gonna watch. It's not <laughs> worth watch it. No nope. leather leather outfit. I don't know if he can with pull a bad, it off. With a bad haircut. At his elder age, I don't know if he can pull it off, but it has to happen. <laughs> All right, thank you, John D. Noodle, for your phone call. Very informative. Yeah, thanks, guys. Apparently, Germany is job. not so bad. It's always good hearing from you, John D. Noodle. Yeah, absolutely. Love you. Great listener of the LunaticRadio.com program. Cheers to my man, John D. Noodle. There goes John D. Noodle. He's a great radio call. He knows when to get off. I didn't even have to hang up on him. Look at that. Awesome shit. All right. I think we covered um, everything today. I think we did. I think we covered everything except for... Um... Real quick, I was going to tell you about oh. the fucking... No more face apping. Oh, yeah, sorry. For the Lunatic Radio Show. If you go on okay. the, uh, the at Lunatic Radio um, Instagram page, I did a, I used the face app, which became so popular this week, on uh, on myself. I did it for myself, but then I was like, wait, you know what? Let me do TJ... Chris and Rock, Rock, you look the best. You look great because you're pouring a beer, and I just—I like, look fucking. I look shitty, like I'm just pissed <laughs> off and fucking pouring something, which is but accurate. Go on to the at Lunatic Radio Instagram page. Uh, you gotta just just to see Rock because Rock, Rock looks, looks like so realistic. He looks like uh, grumpy old men. It totally. I, I'm telling you, he's a mix between Jimmy Iovine and Robert De Niro. <laughs> He just looks like he's so uninterested, yet he's still doing this show at 72 years old. <laughs> Hilarious. Anyway, follow us on social media at Lunatic Radio on Twitter and Instagram. Follow TJ the Mayor on Instagram at TJ the Mayor. TJ underscore the Mayor, right? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> All right. TJ, final word. Go ahead. I didn't even think of it today, but I will say this. Tomorrow is a new chapter in your life, so no matter what happened up to this point, you can always rewrite. You can always start a new chapter. So make sure that you live your life to the fullest while you're here and give flowers while they're here to the ones that deserve it. Don't wait till after the dead. Wow, that's a long one. All right, everybody. We'll see you later. Peace. Yeah, I know. Face app sends your photos to Russia. We get it.